Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with my friend Val Harrison and we are talking about wearing all your hats without wearing out. There are so many things that we do as moms, as teachers, as wives, as daughters, as sisters, as friends, all the things that we have to do. And so if you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to that. First, I want to thank our sponsor again today, CTC Math, for sponsoring this podcast. They are amazing. If you're looking for a great online math curriculum, go to ctcmath.com. You can uh, try, try it for free. Do a free trial on there. And um, I think you will be pleased. ctcmath.com. Uh, Val, welcome back. Thank you. It's been so yeah, fun. I know. It's I, I love I love recording. I love recording in the studio with people live. It's just so much easier to have a conversation this way because right. it's like you know two people yep. talking for right. real. Right. And um and so I am encouraged by you. I loved what we talked about on Monday and and just figuring out how to help balance all the things that we have going on in our lives and using not using using not the right word um. Well, maybe using, we'll say using, we're going to say using today, <laughs> using other people in our lives, whether it's grandparents or friends from church or our own kids to help relieve some of that, the the pressures and responsibilities. Right. That you know, I call those the monkeys, the, these things that are on our back that do feel like pressure mm-hmm. and they, they are responsibilities and moms tend to feel like we're supposed to wear all the monkeys, but really we are supposed to manage them. And so just changing that mindset in our head that we're the manager of the monkeys, not the doer of all the monkeys makes a really big difference. And I came up with that analogy many years ago because I needed some kind of um, visual image for my kids to think of that I am taking a responsibility from me and I'm putting it on them because I want them to own it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of value and growth uh, character development that happens in them as they begin to own things and take the responsibility of those things. So I would say, I'm giving you this monkey. And, you know, someone like you actually say that to yeah, them. Yeah, I actually oh, say I that, that to them. <laughs> and so I, I was talking about it at one event one time. And then um, one of the people that were listening there, they told me later that they made placemats and laminated them of monkeys and they would just write on the placemat, on this laminated placemat, what each monkey for their child was that day. I thought that was a really good idea. Yeah, that's awesome. So the thing is, we feel like all of those things are our responsibility, which weighs us down. It affects our attitude and and it affects our focus. And the thing is that all of those responsibilities, they're not the important things. But if we don't get a handle on those of the on those monkeys, if we don't get a handle on those responsibilities, then we don't focus on what we really need to be focusing mm-hmm. on, which is the hearts of our children, our relationship with God, their relationship with God. So we can focus more on our relationship with God as we set up more systems and get those on autopilot. So I want to talk about two things. Can you Talk about systems. Like, how do you put those systems into place besides making a, a laminated, which every right. good homeschool mom has a laminator, right? Right. No, I'm, for I'm sure. Just I for actually sure. don't have a laminator. So okay. don't let that be your thing, moms. I do not own a laminator. I used to own a laminator, but I no longer have one. And I have survived without it. So, sure. <laughs> but for right, those right. who have, you know what's funny? You know what we've actually used sometimes to laminate things is packing tape. Just That's exactly what tape. I was thinking before yeah. you said it was 
could use packing tape. Yeah, use packing tape. <laughs> Go buy some packing tape. It works great. It works just like a laminator. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, how do you put systems together? Because I sometimes have a hard time with knowing like how to implement these systems and how to put right. them together. Right. Okay. So we can talk about delegating and how to do that effectively. Um, first, I would say make a list of the responsibilities you f- you feel like are weighing on you. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go through them and identify what is something only I can do there. I could not teach anyone to do this. Right. It's got to be me. You know, there are some like that. But then with the ones that can be delegated, I ask myself this question and more applicable when all of my kids were home now that I'm down to just, I will say one and a half, because I have a senior who has gone all the time working and, you know, but she is still, you know, yeah. at home. But anyway, um, so it's a little bit different now, but when they were all home, I would ask myself, who is the youngest one in the family that I could train regarding this? And it was really important for me to ask that question because otherwise, what do we do? What I did before I started asking myself that question give the responsibility to the oldest, Mm -hmm. the most capable, the one who will do it without complaining. They'll do it right away. They're the last ones that need to learn how to do these responsibilities. It's the ones who complain that need way more work. Right. Right. And so I'll even tell my kids sometimes if they um, complain about something, I'm like, you know what, honestly, that's a red flag to me that I need to have you do this more, longer, more frequently. So uh, we're going to continue this right now until I see an improved attitude. attitude. And the next time with it, you know, if the attitude's not good, I'm going to have to give you extra because it is a symptom of, right. you know. Because uh, then it's a heart issue. It's not absolutely. just an issue of being able to actually do the work. Yeah. So I would make a list of the of these responsibilities that weigh on you and really identify mm. what ones can I delegate to them. And then when you're talking about, well, okay, let's continue with delegating for a second. Uh, a lot of times we feel like I can basically teach them this and then, okay, now they know and now it's on them. But that's really not how it works. That's not how we work either. It's not like God teaches us something one time and then we've got it. And that then that's a uh, realistic expectation. Instead, training, what I literally did while the kids were growing up, um, as I gave them chores to do, I assigned myself that right now is my chore training time. Mm. So we were doing oh, wow. chores at the same time. Yeah. And I am going to each one and training them different aspects of their chores. So they're seeing me work but I am working in a different way than they are. They are doing the chores and I am training the chores. So first, the first time I teach them a chore, I am, I'm the one doing it and showing them talking, you know, while I'm doing all this, this is why I do it this way. And this is what excellence looks like on this. And you know, that kind of thing. So I'm doing the talking and the train and the, and the doing of the chore. Then I'm going to say like, okay, now let's do it again. And you're going to do it. And I'll talk still, I'll talk you through it. So now they're doing it. And then uh, I'm going to have them do it again. And I'm not going to give them information. I'm just going to observe and we'll, and then at the end we'll go over it. So now I have just really thoroughly taught that. That is very different than if I, you know, kind of teach them how to brush their teeth, for example. And then I come back and there's a messy sink from having (laughs) brushed their teeth. Whose fault is that? It's my fault that I did not 
teach them how mm-hmm. to clean up, you know, that important aspect of yeah. it. So partly we need to train more effectively. And then secondly, if we don't follow through well, uh, if we don't follow up well, then there's a guarantee they're not going to keep doing it to a, to oh, a good yeah. standard. Follow-up is essential. And follow-up is praising. We praise yeah. what we want yeah. repeated. Yeah. And then it's also, of course, you know, if 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 it wasn't with excellence. Um, so anyway, that's that's how to hand off a chore. Let's talk about systems for a minute. Um, it is easy to feel like, okay, yes, I need to start having more systems. And so we try to implement a whole bunch of systems with our kids at once. And all of us are overwhelmed (laughs) and we can't remember all the rules that that go with this one. What does excellence look like in this? I don't know. And so really when you make that list, identify what is the one thing that is tripping us up the most as a family that is causing more chaos and less harmony, or that is causing me more stress. You know, what is the one thing? Let's start with that one thing first. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's when you get home from co-op all back, you know, shoes go off the feet and they go in this basket right here and backpacks get unloaded and put in there. You know, the Mm -hmm. stuff in them gets put in the right spot and our lunch bags get taken apart. You know, maybe, maybe that's the one system that we're going to add for the next two weeks, you know, or, you know, whatever at at a pace, we have to add things at a pace that is actually doable. Yeah. Um, You know, you did mention it and I really appreciate that you talk about praising them afterwards because I know with my girls and with us as humans, if we put all, you know, we, we go through the process of training them on how to do something, then we allow them to do it on their own and then they do it. And, and our human nature is that we need that affirmation. We need people to come back and say, you did a really good job. And our kids really need that when, when they've just been trained to do something, clean the bathroom for instance, and then we go in there and, and even if it's not perfect, but we know it's their perfect for whatever age they are. So whatever appropriate right. perfection it is, yeah. we say, wow, look at how shiny those counters are. Look at how shiny that faucet is or that toilet or whatever. I mean, that just that's when we see our kids light up and then they maybe don't complain before doing it the next time right. because they remember, oh, last time mom praised me for it yeah. instead of just kind of ignoring the fact that they even did it, you know, which I mean, you know, it's just part of life. It, it's right. not that we have to be fake about it. Um, but, but it, it is really good, especially when they're first learning. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. 
Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution Coach at PatriotAcademy.com. Again, that's PatriotAcademy.com. We are back with Val and we're talking about implementing systems and doing things in order to, you know, while we're talking about wearing all of our hats without wearing out. One of the ways we do that, of course, is to pass on responsibilities to other people, including our children, which um, makes the most sense. But I know so many of our listeners have really young kids. You know, I'm thinking about my friend Amber, who has four little girls under the age of six. And that's a lot. I mean, that can be very overwhelming. And so how do you... I don't know what your age ranges are when your kids were little, but with seven kids, I imagine that Mm -hmm. there were some years where you had a bunch of little ones in your home and it seems so overwhelming and so hard to then pass on responsibilities to really little kids, like almost like it would, it would make more of a mess and cause more havoc (laughs) by trying to get them to do things. And so, you know, with me, my girls are 11 and 16. I can easily train them to do anything in the home and they can do it. Right. But how did you balance that with really young kids? Yeah, I love that question. Um, when they're little, there are still so many things they can do. Uh, my One of my grown daughters has a four-year-old and a five-year-old boy, and they certainly have chores. The five-year-old's job is to to put, take out the trash, mm-hmm. you know, to pull it together in the kitchen. And, and then she ties it and he takes it out. And he feels great achievement right. with such a big job and it is a big job job but you know what i suggest with really littles i start with giving them a baby wipe and asking them can you clean this you know Mm. like they need to begin to feel i am a participant in this family i'm a blessing to this family i um add to what happens around here i have you know we we build our self-worth from um, who we are in Christ, of course, and also that we are participating in his whole big creation plan. Mm-hmm. And we feel that even as a very little, little child, um, I have a book called when littles are loud, maximizing the moments without drowning in chaos. And I go through the day with the, like a schedule that I make for littles because I have found one, they feel a lot more contentment when they have a schedule Um, And so we incorporate into that some chore time. They need to feel like they're a part. Mm -hmm. So even starting with obviously very safe things. Another one is um, putting away the silverware. Um, We, I had um, play clothes for them that was just in a a container under each bed Mm -hmm. that they were allowed to pick out their outfit for that day, the play clothes with the the clothes for out in public were, you know, in the closet, <laughs> right in the closet, but they, there's so much. So just identify, you know, every day, a little time slot every mm-hmm. day that is set aside for them to also participate in making our family run smoothly yeah. and, and experience being a blessing. Yeah. And even cleaning up toys. I mean, little kids are, if they're capable of playing with, you know, except for babies, but a two-year-old is fully capable of putting away their toys in the right bin. You know, I mean, it's, if you have it organized for them and just say, you know, this is where the trucks go, this is where the blocks go. They can learn that and they might mess it up a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, But they can at least start learning the process of doing that. So. Absolutely. Um, It makes me think of uh, possibly one of the most important things for homeschooling to run well 
is for kids to learn to listen the first time we tell oh, them something. Yeah. And you know, that goodness, we, we've got to train that yes. really, really young. I know when, um, I had one little grandson and I think he was maybe 18 months old, probably a little younger than that when his, when his brother was born, cause there's less than 18 months between them. So I was holding the baby and the grandson, the other one, the toddler was heading to wear a, a, a plug in the wall. And so I said, no, no, Jamie. And he immediately stopped and, and did a little whimper cry and said, no, no. <laughs> and he backed up and went to something else because his mom had been consistent yeah. about that. It's very young ages can actually learn that. And you know what it's about? It's about mom being consistent with our words um, and dad mm-hmm. being consistent with our words that if we don't value our words, they will not value our words. And so we have to learn if we're going to say something to them, then after that one time of saying it, next is action. Mm-hmm. We t- we say it, and if, it, if obedience doesn't happen, then action. And by action, I don't mean consequences or punishment necessarily. I mean, if they're crawling over to something that I say no to, then I need to get up and I need to, you know, physically remove them from that and say, mama says no. And as we are faithful and consistent with that, they really learn to value our words because we're valuing our words. Mm -hmm. So if, if I want to tell my child something, but I'm too tired or there's too much going on that I wouldn't be able to implement making sure that what I'm saying is really going to be followed through, then I just need to not say it at all. Yeah. 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 That's so important. I never have put together the idea of, of teaching first time obedience with time management, because that's really what you're saying, right? Is, Absolutely. is then you're not spending your whole day repeating yourself over and over and over and over and over again. You teach them Absolutely. to do it the first time. And that takes time yes. to do that. But it really does in the long run. It saves time in doing, being able to do the things that we need to do, uh, which right now what we need to do is close this podcast because okay. <laughs> we're out of time. Again, okay. we will be back tomorrow. We're going to continue talking about these things. We're talking about uh, Val's book. It's called Wearing All Your Hats Without Wearing Out. And I love this topic. I love the encouragement that you're bringing because it is so desperately needed um, for us moms. So thank you guys for listening and watching today. Share this with your friends. If you've not yet left a review for the podcast, please do that. Whether it's a um, five-star review or a written testimonial, we love the written testimonials because those are just fun to read. We love to know how this podcast is impacting you. Um, So please leave those. You can leave them on YouTube if you're watching through YouTube, or you can leave them through iTunes or um, you know, what's the other one? Spotify. Yes. I don't use Spotify. I use iTunes. So <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, what's that other one that people use? Um, but we would really appreciate that. Share this with your friends as well. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, 
visit IEW.com.